You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, it is Thursday as we're recording this. Game day is just days away. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great because there is a game day today. There I'm is. excited. There I'm is. Pumped. Right when we finish recording, we get to watch Kansas City and the Lions. That's right. Yeah, well, I guess people listening are like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? We are recording this at 7 p.m. We on a Thursday. We just watched the... Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs win. I do what too. Do I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. To be completely honest with you, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, and um, honestly, you have Andy Reid as your head coach. You'll be fine. I think it's smart that they. Uh, I, we're not going to talk all Kansas City on here, guys. Don't worry. Uh, but I think it's smart that they're sitting Travis Kelsey out. To be completely honest, you should be cautious with that. I don't think they'll have an issue. So. Yeah. No. And if you are, I think they win. But if you are going to lose a game as Kansas City. This is one of the ones to lose because it's outside of your conference. So it doesn't matter for tiebreakers and you're going to play against the Bengals. You're going to play against the bills and you're going to play against the Jaguars. So you're going to play against the teams that are most likely going to be pushing for that one seed with you as well. So you still control your own destiny for the most part. Yep. Um, I guess outside chance that like one of these Ravens jets, nobody in the AFC South is going to push for that, uh, no, is going to push for that one seed, but I, Dolphins, I don't know. There's a few teams that could, um, but your main competition you get to play against, so you control your own destiny. Rest Kelsey, Andy Reid is like nine and one in his Chiefs tenure as head coach, and then week one, just let that trust be there. I think there's a path to the Lions win, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not the shootout. If I'm sure we all remember the Bengals Ravens wildcard game. The reason that game was so close and was like that was the Ravens dragged the Bengals down into the mud and mm-hmm. let's let them only have three drives a half, you know? And if you go three and out on any of those drives, that's a big deal. That's no longer, well, we'll just go three and out right back. If you can have long sustained drives, shorten the game and not let Patrick Mahomes touch the ball that much, they could win. I think it's the process is there. I'm facing Jameer Gibbs in fantasy, though, so um, hopefully it's a lot of Montgomery. 
as someone who did a FanDuel bet before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. I have Gibbs getting about 30 yards receiving. Uh, and I hope that's this- fine. That, that's nothing. You know, I'm I'm hoping that there's not like some 70 yard receiving touchdown to open the game. No, it should be fun. But uh, but again, when you guys listen to this, the game will be over. Just another reminder recording on a Thursday night. But uh, we'll hit on this because since we recorded, Joe Burrow talked to the media. Um, I know fans are getting a little antsy, but I honestly think after hearing from Joe Burrow, everything seems like it's going just fine. I think he said everything that every single Bengals fan wanted to hear. He was using words. I want to be here for the rest of my career. We're working on making that happen. He praised the front office, Zach Taylor. Um, he's not worried about the contract. He mentioned it. He says that's the business side of things. And and he it was brought up, hey, you know, get it on the field before a contract, you know, the injury cons of that. And uh, he he brought it up. He's like, look, I'm aware of that situation, but just really focused on the Cleveland Browns. And I think after hearing that, and Ian Rappaport did um, spark some optimism today when he was talking on one of his insider shows and said he's really confident it's going to get done before kickoff. And um, it really, truly feels that way. Um, I know we're recording on a Thursday. Friday could be the possibility. Saturday's a travel day. Uh, as I mentioned on our podcast before, they had AJ Greens, I think right when they got on the plane or right when they got off the plane uh, before one of the regular season openers. So I'm still feeling pretty confident this is going to get done. Um, I just want to see the numbers. How many years? What it, what does it look like? Uh, but do you have any thoughts from what Joe Burrow said to the media? It was exciting, but it was also nothing that I feel like we were that surprised by. No. Uh, but it's cool. You know, like I want to be a Bengal my whole life. I want to work on that right now. That's exciting. That's awesome. Um, but we are still in the same place, huh? It's just yeah. like, just... If this deal will happen, mm-hmm. but we don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know why. And the longer it goes, the more chance that it could become more expensive. So. Yeah. And, and I'll just say this right now, when it comes to, I know there's re- the reports of T. Higgins today, I'm just exhausted from contract extension talks, that I'm not about to get into another extension conversation as soon as he signs this deal. Look, I, I, I just feels like T. Higgins next year, if they try to attempt to get something done long term, for me personally, I think it's going to be a franchise tag. Um, but crazier things have happened. We could record this and everything could be happening by the time our podcast gets out. But personally, just feels like Joe's going to get done before regular season. And that's all I really got right now when it comes to contract extensions for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, the Joe Burrow contract discussions have taken enough out of me. I don't really care to do the yeah. against ones. Uh, the only thing I have to say on that is he's not waiting for Justin Jefferson's number to beat Justin Jefferson's number. He's waiting for those numbers so that he can go, uh, okay, I want 75% of what Justin Jefferson got because nobody's going to pay him what Justin Jefferson gets. Justin Jefferson's probably going to beat Nick Bosa for the most expensive contract, non-quarterback contract in history. Um, so that's what I expect out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to be T. Jamar might beat that. But he might. I don't. I don't see T being able to push for that. Uh, and I don't think it's that interesting after this year either. If he's um, asking for more money than the Bengals are willing to give, I think it's a tag situation. And personally, I don't think it's a tag and trade. I think they are in their Super Bowl window, mm-hmm. and I fully understand why they may tag and then let it play out and they can do two two tags could, man they could double tag which i'm i'm a proponent for i think that's fine and then you, you they probably let them go i don't think they're going to make the trade for a first round pick or whatever else they just when have the Bengals ever 
I guess this situation hasn't been around that often, but they usually don't trade that guy, especially when they're good mm-hmm. in the last year of their deal. They just kind of let them walk. You think of Jesse Bates? They could have got something for Jesse Bates two years ago. Yeah. Probably could have got something for him last year, but it's like the season starts and you go, oh, yeah, Jesse Bates is pretty good. I don't think we want to let him go. Yeah, I, I truly feel that way. For me personally, I still think T is going to be on the team in 2024. But honestly, we're, we're days away from week one of regular season. I'm so focused on 2023. Get Joe Burrow's deal done. He deserves every penny. I don't think he's going to take any hometown discount. I honestly just want to see the years on it. And I don't think we're going to be surprised. It's probably going to be a five-year addition to the two years that he's already going to be under contract. So maybe a seven years total. If it's more, awesome for the Bengals. Ian Rappaport did say one additional thing. He feels like this deal is going to be good for Joe Burrow. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, of course, when you get your franchise quarterback under contract, it does sound good. And people can read into that any way they want. But um, Joe's going to get paid, and he's probably going to be, and he should be paid, the highest quarterback dollar going into the season. And the next year it'll change when the other quarterbacks are up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll move on because that's where we're at right now. Unless something happens while we're recording this podcast in the next 30 minutes, uh, there's a big game coming up. Week one on the road. I said it before, get Cleveland out of the way. Uh, we'll get into how I'm feeling about this matchup. But overall, what do you think about uh, week one for this game? And, and what what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to see what Jim Schwartz is going to do. Uh, he's just been out of the league for a little while. He had a unique defense when he was last defensive coordinator, when he was defensive coordinator last for the Eagles. Um, it's different than a lot of what the NFL is doing right now. And I think I'll have a piece out on this um, by the time people are listening. I haven't been able to, though, because I've been traveling for work, so I haven't been able to write it. Uh, but I think I'll have something out um, today, Friday. This Thursday, so it feels weird to say. <laughs> That's all. Um, but, yeah, he, it was wide. It was the biggest thing to me was – his D line was attack, go get off the ball. And on your way to the quarterback, you can stop, you stop the run. Uh, that's not how teams play anymore. They are so slow. We're going to hold our gap, maybe play gap and a half two gap and then rush the passer if that doesn't work, but, uh, or if it's a pass play, that doesn't work. Um, so that's different. And the only other team I could think of that was so far into that was the Rod Marinelli um, and uh, Gus Bradley Raiders from like two years ago. So it'd be interesting. Do they, do they try to come at them similar to how they attack the Raiders? That Raiders team did give them a little bit more trouble than expected. 
and all the single high that Gus Bradley would play. I, that's what Jim Schwartz used to do, but that's not what's in anymore. So it'll be interesting to see, like, does he do those things still because that's who he is? Or was he doing those because that's what everybody did? And he was just kind of following the trends and how to stop offenses in that time. Um, so that's kind of like a weird thing to be most excited for. I think most people say they're like, yeah, Joe Burrow <laughs> throwing touchdowns. It's like, that's the first thing to come to my mind in this matchup of, okay, how's this going to go? And Jim Schwartz has been very good at attacking offensive line protections and work stressing communication uh, among the offensive linemen and their physical abilities. I think, I think the Browns defensive line is going to be ready for this game. And I'm hoping the Bengals offensive line meets that match and is able to protect their quarterback. That is what I'm worried about. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously miles Garrett is the MVP of this team. um, And he gives me nightmares thinking about the matchup versus Cleveland. And honestly, when I come up, when I give my prediction, uh, it's, still going to be a close one for me and everybody knows it's just been a mismatch for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns and it's absolutely wild because it looks so different when they play the Ravens or even the Steelers over the last few years and just with Cleveland they just at with Miles Garrett and you know new defensive coordinator it does make me a little nervous um you know when Joe Burrow did talk about how he's feeling with his calf injury he says I have good days and bad days and yesterday was a great day uh, they went full go again two days in a row, and that's still something, you know, I do think we should still keep an eye on it. We don't really know wh- how his cap is feeling. Um, everybody had mentioned when it happened, it could be a lingering thing until he's 100%, but obviously going full go is uh, really optimistic news for the quarterback. But, yeah, defensively, that D-line, I would love to let, – let me ask you this, because one of the things in the criticism Zach Taylor gets a lot when he plays the Cleveland Browns is they're not running the ball enough. Do you trust that in this matchup? And it looks like Denzel Ward is out of concussion protocol, so he's going to be going more than likely. Yeah. Um, the issue with the first matchup here is they, they weren't, despite the Browns' defense all year being terrible against the run, they weren't able to run the ball against them. So mm-hmm. at some point you're down. You're trying to get back in this game. You have Joe Burrow, so you kind of stop the idea yeah. of, let's keep pounding the rock and like protect him. It's like, well, we got to win this game too, you know? Um, So I get the sentiment. My issue with that, the time that he abandoned the run and I didn't think he should was actually the Super Bowl. (laughs) That was, uh, Mixon was doing really well in that game. And it felt felt like the, every time they dropped back to pass, they were just getting swarmed. So if it's a situation like that early on and you're in a tight game, you're driving down one possession or you're up one, two possessions and he doesn't run the ball, I could see that it going in there. But last year I didn't really feel any sort of way about it. Uh, I do think I do think they have opportunities to run the ball here because most of the guys on this Browns front are awesome pass rushers and not bad, but so-so run defenders. And you've got some – good run blockers and hopefully a healthy and last time we saw him when he was healthy, good running back. Can you exploit that a little bit and give Burrow some breathers? Uh, that's most of what I'm looking for is like, those are basically body jabs and breathers for the quarterback. So he doesn't take hits the entire game. Um, it's not so much to control the game or, you know, pound it or anything like that. If it happens great, but these are mostly just, uh, you know, 
help the quarterback a little bit. So we'll see. I haven't felt any sort of way about it. At least mm-hmm. I don't remember um, feeling like you gave up on the run too quick before. Let's flip sides. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of conversation, honestly, over the last year, ever since he returned to football play. Um, I guess we have to talk about the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, on the Cleveland Browns side. How do you feel about this Bengals defense? I mean, we've talked a lot about Nick Scott and Dax Hill out there and the safety position. And even outside of that, just overall, how do you feel with this defense versus Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns offense? Yeah, um, well, that's going to be interesting. I, If they can stop the run, I feel okay about their chances. I don't see right now Deshaun Watson as a true threat. Uh, which because the last time we saw him, he was basically Zach Wilson back there. So even if he moves to, I, I don't know, um, Marcus Mariota level, I'm not concerned. If he moves up to, I don't know, Jared Goff, he's playing tonight, Jared Goff level, I'm still not that concerned about it because the Browns have pretty decent receivers, but I feel like it gets overstated. I, I'm not the biggest delight. Oh, got it. I'm saying this. Every time I've ever said something like this, the receiver goes off. I'm not the Maybe biggest Elijah Moore fan. Yeah. I said about LaVisca Chenault. I was like, I don't think LaVisca Chenault's that great. And then he, if you remember what he did in that Thursday night game, it was like the game of his life. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't say anything. So I didn't say anything there about Elijah Moore. But um, I just – he gets a little bit too much hype. Um, Mark Cooper's good. Mm-hmm. And Donald Peoples-Jones seems to only ever have the game of his life against Cincinnati. Always. Uh, David Joku, fine tight end. They've got a good offensive line, but it just all comes to the quarterback for me, and I don't personally see that quarterback as somebody I should feel threatened by right now. Yeah, I um, I agree with you. I, at this very moment, what we were able to see from him last year in a, I would say, enough sample size, I, I just he wasn't the same quarterback, and being off football for a couple years will do that to you. It's a different football game now, and uh, personally, I just I trust Lou. Um, it's extremely important. I mean, you start week one and week two in AFC North divisional play. You've got to you got at least split or you got to take both. Um, if you start 0-2 in division play, it makes it really rough. It's a little different from last year. I know they lost to the Steelers in week one and the next one was the Cowboys. You just don't want to put yourself in that position. Um, so this is a huge one on the road. AFC North. Um, should be a pretty good matchup, but personally, I'm, I was at like a 50% of what I thought would happen in this game earlier this morning. What's the score prediction? 31-24 Bengals. Do you have one? I do. I'm going to, I'm, you're, you're in the thirties. I, yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, I, I'm actually, I'm at a 28 20 maybe a late touchdown for the Cleveland Browns I I I think it's still going to be pretty close I mean it's I feel like it's just going to be one of those annoying games for the most part and then the Bengals could go up by two scores you know towards the fourth quarter and I'm like okay they're just running the ball now they're just they're in control of the game I think what's important is if you know they win the toss you go on offense you go out there no they did that all last year and I still didn't agree because it's just the okay. middle, the middle eight is just. If you could control that, you change the flip. You flip the, you know, way the game's going. If you're down, let's say ten, 
with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. then you go down, score a touchdown, and then they just kneel, kneel it out or they just don't score or whatever. Now you're down seven. You get the ball at halftime. You have a chance to go tie the game. Even though you're down 14, they never touch the ball, and you can get two scores. I just – I always prefer okay. that over receiving the ball and starting hot. I just – I think there's an actual – it's not that big, but, you know, a little bit of a schematic advantage to kicking the ball off versus receiving it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, both of us have the Cincinnati Bengals winning to start the season. Let's get to the prediction that everybody really cares about. What is this team going to do during regular season? How is it going to play out for you? Um, so I think it's tough. I think they're a really good team. And it's tough to decide, like, where in the really good realm do you have them? Because, I mean, I think – if you try to predict 15 or more wins, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, there's, only so been, 100%. there's only been a couple teams in history that have done that. So no, I don't even look that. I don't want to deal with that because you do that. All the pressure is on. You just won 15 or 16 or 16 games. And you're like, can't lose now. No. Right. They feel like a 12 win team to me, mm-hmm. but I'm using that on the old 12 and four scale in my mind. Of yep. 16 games i still haven't adjusted my mind to 17 games so where does that half game flip that new well not half, that that new game flip does it go win loss are they 12 and 5 or are they 13 and 4 and i've decided in my mind to be a little bit optimistic about it and go with 13 and 4 for the bengals regular season record i just think they've got a lot of depth i don't think they're gonna blow games because of that i think they've got the top end talent if people that are important remain healthy. Health is always a big factor, but let's just say they don't lose their key members, which they did last year and still won 12 games. And that was in a 16 game year for them. Um, I don't think they're worse than last year and it's not a harder schedule. You play the AFC South. So yeah, I've got 13 and four in my mind. What do you have? Yeah. You know, you bring up the number 12 and that's where I'm at. I'm at 12. I'm going to say 12. Look, I feel like this is, I agree with you, this is their best team under Zach Taylor when it comes to depth. Listening to different national media members, I chatted with um, Michael Lombardi over on All Bengals, and we talked about that he actually has the Bengals over the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And I can say this is the first year I've noticed a lot of national media members taking the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, it's scary. It reminds me a little bit, not there yet, but it does remind me a little bit of the Bills last year. That's why I'm really happy to see when people pick the Bills or there's some Dolphins picks out there. Of course, Kansas City, you can't count them out. They're the defending Super Bowl champs and they're still a talented roster. Um, But for me personally, I'm at 12. Would I be surprised if it was 13 or 14 because I think this is the best roster? No, not at all. Man, I almost want to bump it down to 12 just because there could be a game early on that just there's a lot of youth together in that secondary does that cause any issue or guys that at least that haven't played together in that secondary? Does that cause an issue and you blow a game that you shouldn't lose? 
That just does sound like the Bengals a little bit to blow a game you shouldn't lose. Mike White, Cooper Rush, but um, I'm gonna stick to 13. I don't know. Go, go with 13. I'm just at 12 uh, right now. And like I said, look, I'd love to be wrong and they get more than, than 12 wins and there's 13 or 14. Um, the biggest thing this year, you start out fast. It sounds like such coach speak, but start out fast. Do something a little different than you did last year. It's absolutely insane how slow the first part of the season felt because they go on that 10-game win streak after when their, their next matchup with the Cleveland Browns. And it just, I don't know. For me, it's just, it, you never know what could happen in a season. Um, obviously the most important thing is, is Joe Burrow's health, making sure, you know, he's good to go this season off the calf injury. But for me personally, 12 is fine. Uh, 13 or 14 is what you really want to get. If you want to get that number one seed. And I think that's important. You get those games at Paycor stadium, but everyone keeps reminding me, you got to focus on the AFC North first. Um, that is the number one thing. That's the, the division games beating the division. You can't go three and three again. I don't think if you go three and three in the division, you're probably the wild card. I just don't think you win. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't think that's a good recipe for the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah, for me personally, um, they have more home games than they do road games. And that's huge. Nine home games. Um, they play pretty well at home. They lost one game there. Everybody knows what happened in week one last year. Um, I do think that's a huge thing for the Cincinnati Bengals, but for me personally, I'm at 12. I like it to be 13. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, the overall outlook of it, the big question is the Super Bowl predictions, playoff predictions. Where are you at? You, you don't have to tell me every division winner, but you can go ahead if you want. But honestly, the, the biggest thing, I want to know how this AFC picture is going to land in your NFC pick. Okay. Um, I guess I'll start. I am going to division winners. Just see if I can do nail it. Um, NFC West seems easy, 49ers, although Seahawks are feisty. NFC South. I've struggled so much with that. Saints, because they're the only team that's all in, maybe. Mm-hmm. Falcons are feisty, and I like Frank Reich with the Panthers, sure. Not the Bucks. Um, East, Eagles, so Saints, Eagles, 49ers, nothing exciting so far. NFC North, you want to pick the Lions, because they're the fun they are. upstart. It feels like the Vikings are getting a little bit disrespected, but I will go Lions. So with those guys, I don't know. The wild cards are like the Seahawks, uh, Cowboys, and Vikings. Sure, why not? Um, AFC, though, more important. West Chiefs until the end of time. Uh, AFC South, Jaguars, but the Titans keep it competitive until maybe week 18. Um, East Bills. They are starting to feel like last year how teams were people were trying to say, like, oh, this might be the year that the Chargers take the AFC West or the Broncos take the AFC West. It's like it's the Bills division to me. Um, and then AFC North, I have the Bengals at 13 and four, so I'm gonna take them to win the North. <laughs> That'd be pretty wild if they did. That didn't. would be wild if they didn't win it at 13 yeah. wins. Uh, wild card for fun. Chargers, I think Herbert bounce back year. This is the year I'm finally in on the Chargers a little bit. Ravens and Dolphins, sure. Okay, I'm not doing wild cards. I'm just doing my division winners right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll go with the NFC first. I think that the Seahawks were fun last year. And I think that game when the Seattle Seahawks come to Cincinnati will be a pretty close game. Um, and just kind of a different matchup on the NFC side facing an NFC team. So I'm actually not taking the Seahawks and their division. I'm gonna go Niners. Feel like that's a pretty easy one for me personally. The yeah. East, it's so easy to say the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I'm going the Cowboys. Oh, I think they're close. I'm going the Cowboys. Um, I mean, the Eagles will be right there. It'll probably be a one-game situation. And I know I said I'm not picking wild-card teams, but obviously the Eagles will make the wild-card. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like what I was saying, wild-card, I was like, Cowboys. Okay, figure out two more. <laughs> yep, yep, 100%. So I think it's going to be a close race with the Cowboys. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm going to make it fun. We'll, we'll change it up a little bit and go Cowboys. They lose Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy's genius shows. You know what? And then they lose in the first playoff game, wild card weekend. <laughs> and then the Eagles end up going really far to the NFC championship game. Um, it's just kind of how it all plays out. And then we'll go to the South. Uh, yeah, Saints. Uh, that's a, just an absolutely brutal division. I could see nine wins. I could see nine wins just takes eight, the division. Honestly, similar to last year. Eight could do it. <laughs> yeah, eight could do it. Uh, the North, I, you know what? That was tough in a different way because I don't yeah. think – eight wins could get it or even really nine. I think that is kind of a race to 10, like the race to the first good team. Look, it's been 31 years since the Detroit Lions won a playoff game. The Bengals snapped their 31 year drought. I'm going to go ahead and say the Lions not oh, only won their nice. division, but they, they snapped the drought. I don't think they're going to go oh. on the NFC championship game or anything like that, but I think they snapped their drought. The nice right. thing is they probably don't have to play the Eagles who would be your yep. five seed round one, because yep. I assume that's the saints. They're the fodder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Saints are out. Saints are done. It was quick. It was done. You're out of the way. Um, but yeah, I, I see them at least getting one playoff win this year. That's it. I'm not really buying. I mean, it would be game. against like the Seahawks or maybe a different NFC North opponent or Falcons. Yeah, we'll see. Giants. The NFC is, last year. The NFC is so. Oh man, if Joe Burrow played in the NFC. <laughs> if any of those quarterbacks did, I think yeah. like eight out of the top ten quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, that's why I need the Cardinals to get Caleb Williams and just all the NFC teams to lose. Would Kyler Murray be a top three quarterback in the NFC if he was healthy? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's wild that we're having that conversation <laughs> uh, when you look at the roster on the NFC side. But we'll move on to what everybody cares about, the AFC. Uh, AFC North already said it. Cincinnati Bengals will take that one. I do feel like the Steelers make the playoffs and the Baltimore Ravens. So I said I wasn't doing wild card teams, but there's a few. I'm going to throw go. in there. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the AFC East. I think the Buffalo Bills, the Jets hype train um, is really funny. And um, I honestly think we'll all be over by midseason and Aaron Rodgers will be tired of New York and uh, ready to move on after this year. Serious so, chance. I think three primetime games and four games. Serious chance. We have the same exact feelings we did about the Broncos by week three. You know. You it know. might not happen. It, they could be awesome. But in my mind, I saw that and I went, man, there's some similarities here. That hype, man, it's, it was absolutely wild this offseason. I'm going to go the Bills. And honestly, if you're the Bills and you're the Bills fans, you're so pumped that nobody's really talking about you. Even though I'm starting to see a few more Bills picks, people are jumping back on picking the Bills as we're getting closer to the season. Um, so I think they'll take that AFC South, the Jags. Um, and then I'm missing the West, of course. The AFC Chiefs. West. How could I forget? Uh, the Chiefs, easily. Um, yeah, you, you could throw the Chargers in as another wild card team, and maybe they finally get a playoff one under Justin Herbert. But for me personally, Kansas City, um, man, it would be nice to play in that division. I, I can't imagine if they Chargers were in- are pretty good. I like Chargers, Chargers are good. Chargers are AFC good. South would be the division I want. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Honestly, none of it is like super surprising. I'm just kind of making it flip flopped when I talk about the North, when I'm taking the Eagles or when I'm taking the Cowboys over the Eagles. But I think the Eagles end up going to the NFC okay. championship, going to the Super Bowl. You have the Eagles in the Super Bowl? 
Eagles in the Super Bowl, I wanted to take the Niners, but I truly believe having a quarterback does matter. Yeah. And they don't have one. Sorry, Brock Party. That it's so tough on the NFC side. Yeah. Because I've had the exact same thought where I was like, man, Kyle Shanahan, great defense. You know, they lost to Mika Ryans. I don't know. And I'm thinking like, maybe I'll go to the Niners this year. I yeah. went to Eagles last year and you know, surprise win for me. <laughs> you but, did. Uh, yeah. I went Eagles Bengals last year. Um, almost. Uh, but I think just because I did that, I think I will go Niners out of the NFC. And it's pretty much just because last year I picked the Eagles and uh, they made it. Who knows? Maybe the Niners make it. Um, but I just didn't want to pick the same team. I could see the Cowboys doing it, but unlike you, if they don't win the division, I don't see them winning three road playoff games to get there. I mean, that's tough. But yeah. <laughs> that's why I picked the. Uh, that's why I, I wouldn't pick them. For me, I think they might win a game, but. Who knows? Um, no, they probably would against the NFC South. AFC, where are you going? This is so hard for me. This is so hard for me because I I don't believe in jinx. I don't believe in it. I, I think, you know, things play out the way, even though the NFL is really leaning into the script this year. Um, I don't believe in any of that. I think officials need to be better. But overall, for me personally, I want to do it. I do. I want to put the Bengals in. I do. I want them. I want them to be the AFC team, but at the same time, I can't get myself to pull pull them in the AFC. I think they'll be back in the AFC Championship game. I think the AFC Championship game will be in Cincinnati. I'm throwing a whole curveball. I'm going to put the Jags in the Super Bowl. The Jags beat the Bengals in Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I want to predict that. Oh man. I don't think I can pick Cincinnati. It's not because I don't think they can do it. I think that they can be the best team in the NFL, the absolute best team in the NFL. There, You could look around the league and say, yep, that's the number one seed right there. I just don't know yeah. if I can take them. I don't know if I can take them. I'll go Bengals. Why not? You'll take them? Yeah, Good. sure. One of Thank us should. Thank you. <laughs> so I got Bengals 49ers, and you've got – uh, Eagles Jaguars. <laughs> what a matchup! What a Eagles matchup! Ja I, hey, look, people, you and former producer uh, Nick were both. Uh, it was Bucks Chiefs, and I remember I had written down Bucks Chiefs, and I went, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." And I went Eagles Bengals. I went, Why not? You know, I, I'm laughing at myself. I'm laughing at myself for taking the Jags. Look, um, Jaguars to us might sound a little funny. There. They're a good team, and they've got a good quarterback. They've got a good head coach that's won a Super Bowl. So I, 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 I can buy them making it there. Do you have them winning, though? No. No, no, no. I don't even think, oh I don't think it would be a close Super Bowl. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm I predicting one of the worst Super Bowls of all time. You know what? We're recording this podcast. I want to I, – I, I hate my pick. I absolutely hate it. I want to be wrong. Everybody listening to this, I hope you can take this recording and say Lindsey Patterson was completely wrong. The Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Do you have them winning it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, this feels like the year. It, does it felt feel like it last year. It felt like it, it does last feel year. like the year. And uh, I'm but agreeing. this feels like the year. I'm agreeing with everything. Maybe, maybe you had to go lose the AFC Championship game to, you know, find yourself and the maybe that built a reason for you to really want to get the one seed host the AFC championship game so this year you make it although it would be funny if they host the AFC championship game then the Chiefs can't make it to them this year <laughs> you know it, you know how it works out you know how they, it works out they will yeah. see the Chiefs um I just predicted Probably. a Bengals Jags and AFC championship game but it'll be the Chiefs Cat Bowl. Um, but um but yeah I mean I I hate everything about my pick it's honestly because I'm like man if I'd take them if I take them, even though it's just a podcast and no one's really at the end of the day going to care who I picked. Um, but yeah, I hope we get to clip this clip of me saying that and just say Lindsay was wrong in all caps and the Cincinnati Bengals were the Super Bowl champions. I hope they we are. Almost, yeah, we almost got Michael's right. Uh, Super Bowl prediction that didn't happen. Um, mm. but yeah, that's good. That's good. Bengals 49ers, Bengals win overcome the two losses to the 49ers with a Joe of their own mm-hmm. and hoist the Lombardi. That's a Bengals podcast. I'm a Bengals fan. I, I am too. Hey. I'm too. Why, why not? And I will pick why them not? to win every game. I will pick them to win every game, but I'll be like. Oh, yeah. I, it's it's hilarious in the all Bengals record thing when yeah. I'm like 12 and 4 and you're. Uh, or I, I'm we, were, we, were, we were the Bengals record. Well, you were, you were. I predicted them to lose a couple games, and then it's like, well, I'm like 11 and five, and she's 12 and four. Maybe I should just predict them to win every game when they're this good. You know what's so crazy about it? I know we talk about it on this podcast a lot. They want three of their losses. I mean, even counting the AFC Championship game, make it four. They lost by three points or less. Yeah. Last, well, last year. I mean, it's absolutely insane what they were able to do last year. And, man, it's still a heartbreaker that they didn't go to – and the reason it is for that that AFC Championship game, just the way the Chiefs were able to move the Eagles around in the Super Bowl, and it's like, man, if they would have had one healthy offensive lineman, maybe that would look different. But, hey, we're moving on. It's 2023. Uh, do you think Joe Burrow is the MVP? Um, I haven't won 13 games. He might. Let's say just for <laughs> it's funny. My two fantasy quarterbacks in the two leagues that matter to me is Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. I'll go Josh Allen, MVP. He wins it. He's never won it. So yeah, sure. why not? Let's I mean the Bills could win 13 games, tie the Bengals, maybe win the AFC, have the one seed. I don't know. But uh yeah, I'll go Josh Allen for my MVP. Who do you have? My MVP for the season, honestly. I'll go Joe B. Okay. I'll go Joe. Here's the thing about Joe in the last two years. He should have been in the conversation. I know Patrick had himself a seat. He deserved that MVP last year. I'm not taking that away from Patrick Mahomes. Everybody knows that who watches football. But Joe Joe should have been in the conversation the year before, and he should have been more involved in the conversation. And I think think if, you know, everybody knows they didn't play the Bills game, but I think if they would have ended up playing that Bills game, that would have helped even more in the conversation for Joe Burrow and the MVP. Look, Patrick would have probably still won it, but at the same time, um, yeah, I think I think this is Joe's year. It really feels like, you know, you know, I, I knock on wood every single time, just get a healthy season, just be healthy out there. Um, I hate the injury-prone talk when people talk about Joe Burrow because he had an appendix burst and an ACL. Um, those are a little out of your control. But, um, 
you know, just get a, get a full healthy season in there, have an offensive line that protects you, see Jamar and T go off. Uh, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen with these these wide receivers? Do you think there's three one thousand yards? I mean, I want to say yes because they haven't done it, mm-hmm. and it has happened in history. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, all three one thousand yards. Who gets the first touchdown of the season? That's fun. Joe Mixon. I could see you that. Agree? Yeah, one hundred percent. No, I would go Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think okay. that's a pretty easy one. I agree with you on the wide receivers. I personally don't think that Charlie Jones and Yoshi are going to impact too much when it comes to the I mean, numbers. I still think one of them's probably inactive to start the year. Yoshi. That'd be my guess, but he was better in the preseason. He was. All the, all the talk about trade T, we just got Yoshi. It's like, well, maybe he should be the one that's inactive just so we can throw a little water on that take. Yeah. When you look at the defensive side of the ball, leading interceptions on this team, who is it? Um, Logan Wilson. Man, I hate picking the same things as you, but yeah, I would go uh, Logan Wilson too because he gets so many of those like tipped. Pick moments. a second. Pick a second. Oh, we can both pick our second. Like Logan Wilson is our choice. Logan Wilson's our choice. You know what? He's coming back, and he's going to be better than ever in his last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going Cheeto. Okay. That was bold, wasn't it? Yeah, a little Dax Hill, sure. Why not? Dax Hill? We love it. Yeah. Cam Taylor Britt. (laughs) I'm just throwing names. I think Dax Hill's going to play some uh, coverages and roles that'll give him more opportunities for interceptions than some of the other guys. Like, Playing some robber, playing some stuff mm-hmm. underneath, some underneath zone coverage. So, yeah, why not? Daxel could get five interceptions or something. All right. Should be fun. But any other outlook, expectations going into the season? No. Um, but do you – you've got MVP. Do you have a defensive player of the year idea? Defensive player of the year. I feel like this is a pretty easy one to do, but I'll go TJ Watt. Okay. I think it's hard to get a second one like that. Especially there's a lot of talent out there. Mm-hmm. I think they're playing against him this week. I think it's Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Schwartz has got to let him roll. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. He's super talented and he's never won one. So him, Micah Parsons, who else hasn't won one before that could push for it? I don't know. I, I think that... Miles Garrett is really underpaid right now, and he should really think about sending out until he gets he sit out. Yeah, for the. For the I mean, I, I think it's Chris about Jones. time. Probably should just be like, you know what, not playing until I get a deal. Um, I, I hope somebody is in his ear because we are a player's first podcast, and uh, I think that would be really smart for Miles Garrett. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Miles Garrett. To be completely honest with you, um, I feel like that's a pretty pretty safe bet for defensive player of the year. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Rookie, you, do you have any rookies of the year? I think B. John Robinson is an easy one for offensive mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Um, if it's not him, it's probably one of the quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think – I mean, this ways that running backs or whoever could push for it. But um, defensive rookie of the year I think is interesting because it's so stat-based, right? Uh, I think – I 
think I'll go. You know what? I think I'll go Christian Gonzalez from the New England Patriots. And it's a tough one. But corner just won it, and he didn't do it by getting interceptions. So if Christian Gonzalez, if Bill Belichick is in the lab and gets him up to speed and he's a good corner year one, I can see them giving it to him. Do you have an idea on defensive rookie of the year? I don't. Honestly, I think it would okay. be fun if, if another corner won it. I'll go Emmanuel Forbes. We'll make it fun. A Bengals okay, pick yeah, yeah. they wanted. Um, <laughs> not, not outside of Miles Garrett or Miles Murphy. I'm so happy Miles Murphy is on the roster. But I'm saying he was somebody who they had very high on their list if he was available. Yeah. Uh, we'll make it fun with that. But, yeah, personally, I don't know. I'm pumped for the season. We've talked about mm-hmm. it on this podcast. The Bengals have a lot of depth, and it's really exciting. I can't wait to see both sides of the ball. It's amazing to have the coaching staff back. Um, listening to the players, Jamar Chase talking today was was pretty funny. And just, you know, what Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor were showing this offense in the last few openers. Um, I'm just – I'm really, I'm just ready for football's back. I'm ready we can talk about real football. It's a long off season when we're guessing on contract extension dates. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on. And then we finally get these regular season games. You get an AFC North game and then they're back home, home, home for a home opener and then Monday night football. So I'm ready. Me too. It's been too long. It really has. And you have um, a really great piece. I know we teased it on the last podcast. Miles Murphy, people should go and check out that tape breakdown. And you are working on another one that could be out there tomorrow. You mentioned it early on in the podcast. Do you want to share again for Bengals fans? I'm hoping it's out by the time you're listening. But it's just a little look at Jim Schwartz's defense and what the Bengals might be able to expect. But like I said, this is the most interesting thing to me is just how is uh, he going to play the Bengals? And is that even how he's going to play all season? Does he go back to what he was doing? I don't know. It'll be – whenever a guy has a few-year break like that and then they come back and they were a pretty unique guy to start, it's interesting to see if they stick with that or they go somewhere else. Yeah, and uh, we're back to three pods a week. We'll have a quicker reaction after the Bengals and Browns this coming Sunday. We'll make sure you check that out. But every Tuesday, Thursday, you can hear a quick update on what happened, reaction, preview, what's going to happen for the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2023 season. As always, thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.